0: Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 221 of the Xbox and Ten podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favor and leave a review. Xboxand10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles you can follow at Xbox and Ten. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Madden NFL 24, Moving Out 2, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The games coming out this week include Ride 5, Smurf's Cart, WrestleQuest, Quest, Virgo vs. The Zodiac, Red Raptor, The Expanse, A Telltale Series Episode 3, Saints Row, A Song of Ice and Dust, Shotgun King, The Final Checkmate, Overdrive Evolution, Tanky Tanks 2, and Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Some new games are coming soon to Game Pass and or have already been added. They include the following games. You can now play Averspace 2 on Cloud and Series X and S. Firewatch on Cloud Console and PC. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Cloud Console and PC. On August 29th, you can play Sea of Stars on Cloud Console and PC. And September 5th, Gris, Cloud Console and PC. Now onto last week's biggest news stories and we have five to cover this week. Number 1. Starfield Preload PSA, just under 140GB on PC, just over 126GB on console. Impool at IGN writes, If you're planning to preload Starfield on PC, be warned, the game weighs in at just under 140GB. According to Xbox.com, the Windows PC version of Bethesda's sci-fi role-playing game is approximately 139.84GB. It's a smaller install on Xbox Series X and S, 126.1GB. Starfield preloading begins today August 17th on Series X and S and Windows PC, well ahead of the official September 6th release date, but Steam users can't preload until August 30th. The Starfield Steam page still says players will need 125GB of available storage space. Starfield is perhaps the most anticipated video game release in recent memory and has therefore captured the attention of fans, in some wild and wonderful ways. Virtual Wolf Sandwiches got people talking about it being locked at 30fps for example, Only SRB rating revealed drugs, in-game purchases, and jetpack sex. The time is almost upon us for the biggest game to launch on an Xbox console as an exclusive in a very, 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 very long time. Probably since Halo 3, it should have been infinite, but I mean, we all know how that went. It's hard, because it seems like anything less than a 90 on Metacritic is going to be a disappointment and that's such high expectations. Not that I care about scores, I am just so looking forward to this game. I loved Fallout 3, Fallout 4 seemingly lost me for some reason, I think it was just a bad time in my life at that point, just busy with other stuff, and always wanted to go back. Skyrim never caught me because of the setting, but space, sci-fi, my favorite movie is Interstellar, I love Star Wars. Give me this game, I am ready to be lost, and it is soon upon us. Let's get excited. Number 2. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 to Launch with Modernized MW2 Maps Tom West at True Achievements writes, Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One players can dive into collecting all of the Modern Warfare 3 achievements when it launches on November 10th. Activision has now revealed what we can expect from this year's game, including the fact that it won't arrive with any new maps. Only 16, quote, modernized, end quote, maps from 2009's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. This year we'll be joining Captain Price and Task Force 141 as they try to stop the ultra nationalist Vladimir Makarov, and for the first time, this year's Call of Duty will include cinematic, quote, open combat missions, end quote, a mission type that, quote, empowers player decisions like never before, end quote. Activision says these missions will allow you to take a stealthier, loud approach, and the mission will react and adapt to your playstyle. As for the multiplayer portion of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, we'll not be getting any new 6v6 maps at launch, only 3 new battle maps and a war map. Activision says that 12 new core 6vc maps will fuel post-launch live seasons. Quote. So at launch we'll receive 16 maps from the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, all given a fresh coat of paint and modernized compared to their 2009 variants. Many game modes will return along with the new 3v3v3 cutthroat mode and multiplayer features like map voting will be available. A host of improvements are also on the way for the gunsmith, perks, and the like, and a new tax stance movement mechanic for close quarters combat. Plus, for the first time ever, you'll be able to carry forward weapons and operator contact for Modern Warfare 2, instead of starting over. Interestingly, Treyarch has stepped into create Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3's zombie mode, which is promising to offer, quote, massive hordes of the undead in the largest Call of Duty Zombies map ever, end quote. Taking place in an open world environment, the Zombies mode will see squads work together through missions while fighting off the zombies in a PvE extraction survival experience. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 launches on Series X and, S and Xbox One on November 10th, and it has some big shoes to fill after last year's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 surpassed 1 billion in sales in its first 10 days. Alright, they're making a game for me, after what seems like a long time. Now I was excited about the last two after really enjoying the campaign with the Call of Duty Modern Warfare reboot. But getting all of my favorite Call of Duty game of all time, the OG Modern Warfare 2, all the maps, fresh coated paint, multiplayer experience, have the old radar, come on, this is teeing up a great multiplayer experience for me, I cannot wait to play this, especially after jumping back into the OG Modern Warfare 2 with a buddy a couple weeks ago, and man, it still felt good. Didn't look great, but it felt right, you know what I mean? So gimme all those maps, fresh go to paint, put me back in the favela, and let me loose on a couple of these maps. Number 3. Xbox has launched a new strike-based enforcement system for online conduct. Tom Ivan at VGC writes, The platform holder has a range of enforcement actions that it can apply if players are found to have violated Microsoft's service agreements or Xbox's community standards. Starting today, the new system will attach strikes to every enforcement ranging in severity based on the inappropriate activity. For example, profanity or cheating will result in one strike, sexually inappropriate behavior or harassment and bullying will result in two strikes, and hate speech will result in three strikes. Quote, this system is similar to demerit strikes used in driver license systems in many countries quote according to Dave McCarthy, corporate vice president of Xbox Player Services. Quote, for example, a player that has received two strikes will be suspended from the platform for one day, whereas a player that receives four strikes will be suspended for seven days. Players have a total of 8 strikes and once reached will be suspended from Xbox social features like messaging, parties, and party chat, multiplayer, and others for 1 year from the enforcement date. Each strike received will stay on players' record for 6 months. McCarthy said suspended accounts will continue to remain functional for single player experiences, and players will be able to keep their purchased content except in the most serious cases, such as those involving illegal activity. Microsoft recently began testing a new reporting feature for in game voice chats on Xbox consoles. It lets players capture 60 second clips and report inappropriate voice activity on any multiplayer title with in-game voice chat on Series X and S and Xbox One. Research published in July by non-profit mental health organization Take This found that 7 out of 10 players reported avoiding playing certain games because of the reputation of the community. Overall, I like this, if we can really clean up those lobbies, those chats, those communications. And I understand, I was a young dumb kid picking fights with everyone in multiplayer lobbies just like the rest. But maybe in a system like this existed back then, maybe I would have cleaned up my communication a little bit sooner in life. I don't know, I do get scared of people just falsely reporting, so I guess we'll see the outcome of this in the months to come. Number 4, Xbox 360 store shutdown date confirmed, here's how it affects your library. Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central writes, If you're still using an Xbox 360 right now, we've got some unfortunate news. Microsoft shared on Thursday via Xbox Wire that the Xbox 360 store is being closed on July 29th, 2024. Following that date Xbox 360 players will no longer be able to buy new games or DLC. Players can continue to play any games they've already purchased and multiplayer servers for any game still operating will not be affected. The Movies and TV app will however also cease to work on Xbox 360 on the same day. With that said, this does not affect backwards compatibility on Series X and S and Xbox consoles. Players using those modern mechanics can still buy backwards compatible Xbox 360 games such as Gears of War 3 or Dead Space 2. Microsoft first introduced backwards compatibility on Xbox One with Xbox 360 games in 2015, with original Xbox game support for certain titles announced in 2017. In 2021 Microsoft released a final massive wave of backward compatible titles with support for games such as Max Payne. Sad to see any store die and especially one close to my heart like the Xbox 360. My first real major online console, the digital content, Xbox Live Arcade, Summer of Arcade, party chats, just amazing, amazing nostalgic memories with that. They're doing the right thing here. They're giving you plenty and plenty of time to be aware that the store is closing as it is a year out. And Number five, Alan Wake 2 delayed 10 days to avoid clashing with October's big releases. Wesley Impool at IGN writes, Remedy has announced a 10 day delay for the hotly anticipated Alan Wake 2. It was due out October 17th, but will now launch October 27th. In a statement, Remedy said October was packed with game launches and wanted to give players more space to play everything. Quote, October is an amazing month for game launches and we hope the state shift gives more space for everyone to enjoy their favorite games, end quote Remedy said. Alan Wake 2 was set to launch the same week as Insomniac's sure-to-be-massive PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man 2. Back in 2010, launch sales of the first Alan Wake suffered due to launching in the same week as Rockstar's behemoth Red Dead Redemption. October 2023 also sees the launch of Microsoft's Forza Motorsport, Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed Mirage, Nintendo's Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and reportedly Sega's Sonic Superstars. In May, Remedy sparked a backlash when it revealed Alan Wake 2 is a digital-only release across all platforms. Remedy explained at the time, quote, there are many reasons for this, for one, a large number of players have shifted to digital only, you can buy a Sony PlayStation 5 without a disk drive, and Microsoft Series S is a digital-only console. It's not uncommon to release modern games as digital only. Secondly, not releasing a disc help keeps the price of the game at $59.99, and the PC version at $49.99. Finally, we did not want to ship a disc product and have it require a download for the game. We do not think this would make for a great experience either." End quote. This is a very smart move, give the game time to breathe. We are coming up on Starfield, we're coming up on Spider-Man 2, two of the very biggest games of this year and probably the generation. So, Alan Wake 2, I am excited for you. After having just played Alan Wake Remastered, I loved some of the content in there, the way the narrative was delivered, although the gameplay was a bit dated. Hearing some good previews on this game has me excited, but I will wait for reviews and then likely pull that trigger day one as long as I have seemingly wrapped up Spider-Man 2 by then. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. So let's do a little fun fact about Bethesda and its satellite studios. In addition to their main space in Bethesda, Maryland, did you know that Bethesda Game Studios Austin in Austin, Texas, founded as Battlecry Studios, a subsidiary of ZeniMax, in October 2012 and was arranged as part of BGS in March of 2018. Bethesda Game Studios Dallas in Dallas, Texas, founded as Escalation Studios in 2007, acquired by ZeniMax in February of 2017 and was rearranged as part of BGS in August 2018. Then, Bethesda Game Studios Montreal in Montreal, Quebec, was fully founded in December of 2015. So, you do have all these three sister studios, seemingly all helping on Starfield in some capacity, I would imagine. This game is upon us in such a short amount of time, I cannot wait. Hopefully, the game is received well, and players really love it, and it's going to be an experience for all of us to enjoy for years to come. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at xboxn 10 This past week, I was traveling and getting married, so I didn't have too much time to play. But when I could sneak in, I got in some more Marvel Snap Sessions, which is still a game that I, yes, I play every single day. Just helplessly addicted. It's a nearly perfect game, shall I say? Check it out if you haven't. My name is Brian Rosie, You can follow me on Xbox at bros93. Hope you have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.